1: Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines, the podcast where two best friends use their patent penny movie ranking scale to determine the true quality of a film. Today is Wednesday, June 28th, 2023. Happy belated birthday to Mr. Tyler Wooden. Tyler, you are halfway through your 20s, halfway to 30 in your 20s, yeah. some would say. How do you feel? Um, fine. I felt fine until your mom said I was a quarter of a century old. <laughs> oh, that's pretty fucked up. <laughs> you having a quarter life crisis yet? Um, maybe. Maybe I'll go buy a car or something. It's kind of sad, we call it like quarter life crisis, but in reality, like it might be a third life crisis. might be I want to like put that three thought in more your head. days. That's true let's not say that I could you could get hit by a liner in softball. I could walk out of your apartment, and get ran over in the parking lot, never even make it home. <laughs> That's not funny. today, <laughs> we were reviewing a film that I know people in your life uh were touched by a film that isn't doing as well in the box office as expected. Isn't doing as well reviews-wise as is expected just because of the company that made it. That is the film Elemental, Ty. I don't know why I said Ellie? it like that. You said it like, a, like it was a person. Ellie. Elemental, the latest Disney Pixar release. Um, hasn't got a lot of buzz. It's only made $128 million worldwide thus far. Box office, even though like the movie's the theater is busy, I don't know. Things just, I think they're too spread out right now. Yeah, too much stuff to see, so they're seeing nothing. Yeah, so this movie, you know, Pixar just doesn't have the same kind of lust it would have. When we started this podcast 3 years ago, we would have done Elemental maybe before Flash even. Oh yeah, we would have said DCEU pff, Pixar baby. And now things have flipped. When you're behind the DCEU, that's that's a tough spot to be <laughs> in. Not a great look. But I'm excited about uh, I'm excited to talk about this film, talk about some things Pixar's been doing and talk about my thoughts on I think the animation industry as a whole. Should be fun. Also have a draft Oh, yes. Thank you for reminding me, Ty. Uh, the main character in Elemental, Wade, is a big simp. Huge simp. And I thought about this while watching the movie. You text me, do, should we do a draft? I said, yes. Wade is a simp. Let's do all-time simps draft. I can't 60% wait. 60% of the show. it works every time. say most.
0: What? We just become best friends. Yup. I don't so good. <laughs> I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs>
1: Ember lives in Elemental City getting ready to take over her dad's shop. But when she meets Wade, he shows her a different way of life, and she questions if she really wants to take over her dad's shop or follow her own dreams. Tyler's quiet synopsis voice is back. Elemental. <clears throat> the latest Pixar release, which has a 72% on Rotten Tomatoes. I actually don't know what it is. I'm still pulling it up. 76% on Rotten Tomatoes. 92 audience. Mix those up a little bit. Um yeah, good reviews, not Pixar reviews, but good reviews. I'm sure Rotten Tomatoes has a Pixar rankings, which we might need to update that time. Ooh, yeah, we do. Um, I I would like to say I'm not going to say who it is. Again, we want to be polite. It's not a coworker this time, but I think it's nice to be polite about other people's opinions, since other people bash my opinions sometimes. Sometimes you have bad opinions. Someone I follow on Twitter ranked their top three Pixar movies since they just watched Elemental. Okay, number one, Coco. Can't Fine argue. With it. Number two, Toy Story 3. Can't argue. Number three, Monsters University. (laughs) Ooh. I started saying Monsters. You turned your head a little bit. Then I said University. I think I saw your eye twitch. Even Monsters Inc. in that spot, I'm like, are we sure? (laughs) But then you go to the sequel? Yeah. So I was very like, what the hell? And then someone said, uh, someone said cars. They said they hated cars, whatever. But someone said like another good one. And he's like, no, I don't like that. And I was like, you're weird. Um. But you look at the the recent Pixar movies. I mean, this one, 74% is ranked 25th out of 27, only ahead of Cars 3 and Cars 2. <laughs> oh, And I, Lightyear, sorry. I will say it's a little 24. surprising to me that it's that low because this is a very inoffensive movie. It's actually higher than The Good Dino and Cars, but it's ranked below them by 1%. I don't know why. Um, other recent releases, Luca, 91%, Onward, 88 What the fuck? Turning Red, 95 How does Luca have a 91%? I'm not sure. Turning Red has a 95. Soul, 95, which I will say is probably my favorite of the last five years of the uh, the post-Coco. I think we're in the post-Coco era. <laughs> that's fair to say. Um, That's my favorite of the post-Cocos. And I was going to, you know, we joke like, oh, as Pixar peaked, we talk about this all the time. We don't have to go through that again, Ty. What I do want to ask you, the question I've been thinking about for a few weeks now is – and you might just have an easy answer for this, but yeah, actually you don't because you saw this movie later in its cycle. When was the last time a Pixar movie was like the animated movie? You know what I mean? Like there was years it, in our chat, like we were prime age for like when Pixar was in its golden era. And oh, for sure. every year it's like Pixar, It that's, that's just the animated movie. Maybe some of it was just that other people haven't caught it up yet. When was the last time that was the case? It might be Coco, but you saw that late, so I don't even know Yeah, I saw that probably a couple of years after it came out. Yeah. So I like I can't tell you what I would probably say Coco, but I don't know. Well, I think I don't you kinda have to make the distinction because I look at like Incredibles two, Toy Story Four. Like, that's the animated movie in terms of hype and people yeah. wanting to go see it, but it's riding on the coattails of the other you know the other installments in the franchise yeah it's not like it's a new uh, property it's oh my god they're making an incredible sequel oh my god a new toy story movie whether you think those are good or not like those were the animated movies but in terms of like their own property i mean uh, maybe toy story 4 like you said but because 2019 is pretty weak for animated movies if you're just looking at the oscars but even Toy Story 4, it's the worst out of the four, though. Very disappointing. But that movie was very hyped going into it. I mean, you and I have talked about that in detail.
0: Um, God damn that rain
1: scene. Like, you had Soul and Onward, which were fine, but like it was, I mean, that was also COVID. That was her, but like. Onward, last movie I saw before theater shut down. Me too. Last year, you know, Encanto, or two years ago, sorry, geez, um, Encanto was, like, the movie, and it's been the movie that Disney's embraced in their parks and everything, you know, their merchandising, all that. It's not Pixar, but it's, yeah, Disney. Yeah, but not not Pixar, exactly. I mean, Luca was released that year. I'm pre- pretty sure Raya was uh, regular Disney. It was. Mitchell's vs. Machines, which is my favorite animated movie of all time. Last year, we had, you know, Puss in Boots, which was just a freaking banger. Yeah. Um, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio was probably the best technical animated movie I think I've ever seen. Um, and then you had Turning Red, which was received decently well, but wasn't like I don't know. It just it it seems di- Like I feel like Pixar is like a little DreamWorksy, Dream Worksy now. We're like, I mean, I love Shrek. Don't get me wrong, Shrek. I'm going to put that in its own planet. But I feel Elite. like there was a lot of those DreamWorks movies that weren't as good as the Pixar movies, but like people still liked them. Like, yeah, they're good movies. You like them, Pixar movies. Yeah, they're good. We like them, but they're not Pixar, man. They're just not. Yeah, it's. I don't know. There was a certain magic to it in that early 2000s and it's it's different now. Or maybe they flipped. I mean, we I've mentioned this on the podcast before. Before the the Disney movies used to be the ones that we were like whatever about, you know, like The Bolts of the World and movies oh, like sure. that. Like yeah. and then, you know, the controversial guy John Lasseter went to Disney Animated, left Pixar, you know, I'm sure he still oversaw in some capacity, but flipped it and now you just look at the things and Disney Animated is is this a Disney a business decision by Disney? To purposely do better movies for Disney animated because it was bad for the brand for Pixar to be its marquee animated film studio, I mean it just can't be. It was Disney Pixar's. It was iconic. <laughs> you just tanked one of your like key items. Pixar movies were printing money at one point. Like you release a Pixar, yeah. everyone, every family is going to see the new Pixar movie, and now it's like it's still fucking behind the God awful flash movie in terms of box office. That's crazy. Like, I I don't, I don't know. I just don't know. And it's, I get, it's hard to make movies, but it's, it baffles me how good they were and then how bad they are. Well, not, not even bad, but just lackluster. Yeah. It's just, maybe part of it is the expectations I don't think it is, though, because we've gotten to a point where there is no expectations and they still aren't blowing you away. I I, I mean, we'll get to the review and our thoughts on it. But I do think that this was a, you know, good movie, better than some of the most recent ones, um, possibly. But it's not. It's not like, oh, my God, you know. So if we're looking at the box office, like the ones that really dominated, honestly, I think Pixar sold their soul to the devil. I really do. You look at their I'm pretty sure this is just domestic. You look at their top movies on Box Office Mojo. You got Incredibles 2 over 600 million, Finding Dory almost 500 mil Toy Story 4, Toy Story 3, Inside Out. That's the first original, you know, 356, Finding Nemo's at 339, which is like incredible for 2003. Yeah. Um so they kind of sold their soul there. They had that stretch. I mean, Inside Out's the only original one, but they kind of had that the 2010s was just like, "Hey, we're going to pump out a bunch of these sequels and cash in on our generation and i feel like our generation's not really watching anymore like yeah i I do think that's part of it you look at you know 2010 to i mean 2016 17 you have sequel sequel original sequel original original and and the two of the originals are brave and the good dinosaur just weren't good (laughs) no finding dory and cars 3 Sequel, yeah. sequel. Yeah. It's like they they almost went away from these new original ideas and rather they focus more on the business aspect of let's just pump out sequels and make money. And like even one of those sequels is Toy Story Three, and it's wonderful one. It's yeah probably my favorite of the Toy Story movies. Yeah. But like you know, number two for me. I don't know why I said yeah, but continue. It's you know, there is that part of it where once you stop producing the original things and, and in that stretch. They went one for three on originals. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I think think you hit the nail on the the coffin. Hit nail on the, I always mess that saying up. Yeah, you combine two sayings. That's my favorite thing to do. I will say, speaking of, since we're talking about these Pixar franchises and sequels and readaptations, I think the Up short, that was before the movie, better than the Up movie. How about that? Ridiculous thing to say. Maybe not better. I did say better to Riley. She said the same thing. As good. As good as the Up movie. I I enjoyed the short. What a ridiculous thing to say. I enjoyed Up, the short. I'm so, Up is the most overrated movie of all time. I'm sorry. It's it's the perfect case study. I wish I was a freaking professor out of college. And the, the time, I still have plenty of time. You could. Time's not running out. Yeah. I just want to go to student debt. You're not like me. <laughs> I don't want to go into student debt, so I don't want to go get my master's. I would make people watch that and like write a film thing about it even though I'm not even a film teacher. That'd be one of your, uh, one of your lessons. Yeah. Why? It just It's not even part of the curriculum. Just why up is the perfect example of have a great start and a very great emotional start. And whatever you do after that is gravy because no one ever talks about the movie up. They talk about that romance because yeah, it just sets monologue. you up on the heartstring and it connects you to the characters. But that moment is great. The rest, the rest of, the of the movie is wonderful. You get Doug, you get the bird, You get the funny interactions. You get the little bit of adventure. This short. I would like to imagine you as a chemistry professor assigning this. (laughs) This this short gave me the positives, the good part of like the emotional opening, you know, of Up. And I didn't have to waste the next hour and a half of my life. So that's why I appreciated it. Ridiculous thing to (laughs) say. I've tried watching Up multiple times and each time I'm just like, this is boring. It's not boring. It's a good movie. You have no sense of humor. I still say squirrel. I at work this week made, a, made an up joke about how the person I was training is like Doug from up and gets distracted by squirrels. Not actual squirrels, but it was a metaphor. <laughs> that would be concerning <laughs> if the person was getting distracted by squirrels <laughs> while showing them something at the computer. They would run to the window to look at the squirrel outside. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not an up guy. I'm sorry. I'm more of a down guy. Are you an elemental guy? I don't know, Ty. Let's get into the scale. What a great segue by me. Plot slash story. I want to kick this off because I want to ask you a question. Hmm. When are we going to stop getting generational trauma as like the driving plot point of these of these animated movies? They've only done it like two in a row, dog. Bro. Well, I if Lightyear, if you count him, I'm not even counting through generational trauma. Turning red felt very, very similar in terms of turning red, generational trauma, huge dramatic generational trauma, very similar too, like. Immigrant generational trauma. It's not Pixar, but so you can't count it. But I'm uh, no, I said animated movies. I didn't say Pixar. Okay, my bad. God, Encanto. I love how I say Encanto. By the way, it's it's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Um, generational trauma through and through. Yeah. Riley made the point. I wasn't even so much saying this. Riley made the point that Coco is a little bit generational trauma e because it's kind of like the generational trauma of Coco. And I was like, you know what, Rye? You're probably right. That's probably what kickstarted this generational trauma off between everyone, um, where everyone's just trying to do it. Um, there was another one: Mitchell's versus the Machines, kind of generational trauma. I'll be honest. Now, with that being said, though, onward. A little bit of generational trauma. E not knowing his dad. With that being said, though, how many family movies are Luca about generational trauma? Family. That's the thing, is these animated films are their family movies. Like that is the category of what they are. Very commonly it's it's the riff and shit between families that makes a family movie. Because it's relatable for the entire family. Well, no, because you got Inside Out, which was a great thing about internalizing your emotion. Not internalizing, but learning to be sad. It's not so much it's not so much the my parents. It's the generate. It's, it's is it though because she runs away from home and isn't want to communicate with her parents. Yes, and that's part of it, but that's not the driving factor. Look, I like the messaging. I'm glad that these that children are getting these messages because I I do think it is our generation and a little bit older than us. It's like I kind of feel like we're the first generation that's realized like, hey, we're all gonna fuck our kids up a little bit, and it's okay. Not Me. <laughs> me-, <laughs> <laughs> me and Riley were talking about this. I was like. I know when we have a kid and it's something I'm accepting, I'm going to fuck them up a little bit. Like it doesn't have to be by fucking them up. I don't mean they're going to go to jail. Everyone (laughs) has baggage, whether it be big or small, you know, like, and just because someone has a little bit of baggage, because you shape their personality with how you do it. Like that doesn't mean they're a bad person or whatever. That doesn't mean you're bad parents, but you know, we're all humans. We make mistakes and no parents are perfect. And this is just turning it up the dial to 11 where it's like, putting it on generational mind, trauma, us. which is maybe it's good. Maybe older generations are realizing like, Hey, you know, maybe some of my kids problems or n- I don't want to call them problems. Just maybe some of my kids, the things they deal with emotionally, yeah. mentally, whatever were, you know, somewhat caused by the way they were raised. It doesn't mean I was a bad parent. That doesn't mean they didn't have a great life, blah, blah, blah. And you know, it's a good conversation to have. I'm kind of sick of it though. Ray and the last dragon, a <laughs> little bit of generational trauma <laughs> for sure. You said great conversation to have. Stop talking. <laughs> I just, it's it's a great i just i don't it's it keeps happening so i don't want to give it like you want to get a little mixed it's not mixed breaking up. down the barrier. so like I, while it was a good like you know we always talk about the pixar meaning i'm not really giving it credit i'm not hurting it but i'm not giving it credit for that because it's just kind of doing the same thing now i will say i made the joke to Riley like damn this movie probably hits home for darlene <laughs> cuz you know she has her her feed store with her family oh and, you does know she I wanna... was like does store. she want to stay? Does she want to do this? Yeah. I was like, she probably relates to this very well. That's Miko fair. is a simp. Miko, I hope you're listening. Miko's Wade? Miko, yeah, you're Wade. Are you going to draft him in the draft later? <laughs> no, but... Simp boy, Miko. <laughs> <laughs> but um, So that part was whatever. What I did like, and I can't think of the word right now, so it's going to piss me off. Okay. Just describe it and I got you. I did not expect the underlying tones of, oh gosh, when communities are put you like red line a community and they're put in poor communities and they're not part of the bigger picture. You know how the fire community was. Fuck. I can't think of the word. I know what you're talking about. Not gerrymandering. That's when you do it for votes. Oh, fuck man. I did not expect that out of elemental and I did not expect it to be so forthcoming. Like literally they had a line in this about like something about fire or whatever. And Gavin who went with us literally said that's racist. <laughs> like he said it out loud. And I was like, you were understanding what they're trying to say and like, kind of how messed up this is, you know, and how these divides are created. I entirely believe you, but I hundred percent can see someone being like the my three year old just asked me why this person's gay tweets mm-hmm. and like the very meaningful thing, like with a kid, like no, they never said that. I feel like, no, really, I didn't have this conversation with him. He uh, just said I heard him whisper that's racist. I didn't have this conversation. Got with it. Him. This is just me internalizing it. Okay. Um. So you know, it's it's Gen- gentrification. <laughs> gentrification. Yes. I did not expect to have a gentrification storyline, not storyline, but underlying theme of, you know, that was, well, no, gentrification is when, like, you whitewash it, I'm pretty sure. Shit, the opposite of that. Whatever. It's when they separate it and, you know, and whatever. Um, and you, you get the divide of, like, the fire people, you know, the the dad and his culture not liking the water people and all this stuff. And, like, it's very in your face. It's very obvious. Um, oh, for sure. That part I liked, and I think that's good to kind of show kids that this stuff is real because it is real. Yeah. Um, the parents who tell them say their kids don't need to see this are the ones who are committing this. Um, <laughs> explain that divide in a in a growth, a healthy manner. Like, you know, it's not right, but there is a reason why it's happening. You know, unfortunately, and you know, show that it can change, and people can come together through true love. Yeah. I liked that a lot. That being said, it was just a rom-com, and I texted you guys. I know why Victoria loved it, because it was the most rom-com-y Pixar movie ever made. You said in the intro that this affected someone emotionally very very deeply. I haven't seen her cry that much in a movie in so long. (laughs) Just bawling her eyes out when Wade dies. Spoiler alert. Always spoiler alert. And And then being so happy when he comes back to just waterworks again when she says bye to her dad at the boat. Yeah, and you made me feel like a horrible person for <laughs> when I said I understand why Victoria cried because it was a rom-com. <laughs> yeah, I, I just bawling her fucking eyes out. It was hilarious. I gave her a lot of shit for it. Yeah, she loves her rom coms. She does. She loves her Hallmark movies. This was a Hallmark Pixar movie. So that part of it, it was very rom-com. <laughs> I don't know about no fucking Hallmark. It's, it's, it's not, but you get what I'm saying. It's predictable. That part of it's predictable. I do like the underlying tones of the societal divides. For sure, yeah. I gave it a 14. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think that the, like you said, like how it shows, obviously it's shown like they're immigrants right away. Like they're coming to a new thing. They don't speak the language. They learn the language and they they say they're, what their name is. And the guy's just like, we'll call you Flame yeah. or whatever he it's just says. It's a ridiculous yeah. thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and they show that. And then they show that all of these fire people live together. Like it's their own community. And then they go outside. Like everyone's intertwined. There's. Fucking people, you know, everyone else of the, the different people are all interacting, and, and it's them who are the outsiders and forced to live on their own. And they do such a great job of that and, yep. and breaking that down. And even, I mean, I'm sure this will kind of feed into key elements, but um, just the little things with them, like, saying words wrong, with it being, like, English their second language, and, like, using the wrong words in the wrong situations. Yeah. Uh, and, like, the real, real stuff with that where it's, like, you know, that struggle with the language barrier and everything. Yep. They did a great job of highlighting all aspects of that, um, that dynamic and everything throughout. So I, I, I agree. I appreciate that. It was just a rom-com. Very much there so. There was a lot of emotional underlines with the family and everything. But if this isn't animated and this is just people, this is, this is directly a rom-com. There's nothing else you could possibly categorize it as besides a rom-com. I want to go back and say, you shit on me saying Hallmarky. It's not as bad as a Hallmark movie, but this is Hallmarky. You're telling me there's not a Hallmark movie out there somewhere where the lady, the girl has to decide between taking the big internship out of town or working her dad's Christmas tree farm. Damn 90% sure there's like eight movies with that exactly. exact description. Exactly. I'm sure there's some, there's, there's people listening to this pod right now. Three different people yelled at the radio. All three of them said the different name of a movie <laughs> and they were all three, right? Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, a hundred percent. It's, it's in that same vein, but. It's executed a little bit better. It feels more authentic and less cheesy and less forced. Well, yeah, a lot of that's production value, too, probably. Uh, 100%. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. I'm in the same score, 14 out of 20. Um, It's not going to blow you away. It's not a groundbreaking Pixar story like they used to have. But I don't mind this. This was a good watch. Yeah. It it was a good story. It kept me interested throughout. Um, Real easy to watch with the family. Your wife can cry while watching it. If for other people going out there, how does Xander enjoy it? Um, he was actually pretty fussy. He only wanted to stand the entire time we were in the car. <laughs> if we set him down on our lap, he cried, and I had to hold him up on his feet, on the dashboard or on your lap. No, just on my lap. Um, and and that you was don't want the him only to see way. The movie. Well, I was holding him up, <laughs> facing the the screen. It was the only way he wouldn't cry. Never. I I don't understand it. Don't know what it was. Baffling. He's ready to walk, Dad. He is. Come on. He's wanted, he wants to go see a grown-up movie, too, by the way. Um, what do How we dare you put him out, in a box? Let's see Don't Don't here. say it yet. You save that for the end. I just want to see a really Oppenheimer. It's not next week, but that'll, that'll be his grown-up <laughs> Have movie. Have you seen the things where Christopher Nolan said, like, you could feel I think you said it feels like the bomb is shaking with. Have you, did you say that to me? I don't think so. Maybe Riley did, where, like, they, the bass and everything, like, it's supposed to feel, like, you could feel, like, the bomb shaking, and then Christopher Nolan came out and, like, gave people a guide of where to sit in an IMAX theater so they can get the best did experience. Really? Yeah. You're going to take Xander to that, and he'll just... I'm going to make sure I reserve him the best seat. Yeah. And he's going to feel like he was a part of World War II. <laughs> what a great way to bring him into there's adulthood some, early. There's some <laughs> generational trauma for you, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Key elements, Ty. Why don't you... Yeah, Key Elements, I mean, it's along the same things. It's a rom-com. It's funny. There's emotion. There's that family trauma. There's the, you know, the whole thing with, with you know, immigrants and coming to a foreign land and building a life for themselves and the expectations um for the Ember character of like what yep. her dad wants and what he's worked so hard for versus what, what she, she wants. wants. Yep. Uh, I-, I mean, again, it's been done a lot, but I do think that this was executed pretty fucking good, honestly. I think the comedy lands, I, I laughed throughout. I think the romance part of it, um, for being a kid's movie, like it, it works. And I think these two, I think that fire and water character had a lot of chemistry on screen, despite being animated fake creatures. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave it a 17 out of 20. Wow. I, I think it the comedy works, the emotion works. I, I enjoyed that part of it a lot. Yeah, I came in a little bit lower than you. Um, It was pretty funny, I will admit. One of the funnier uh, Pixar movies I can remember in recent years probably since onward if we're being quite frank here yeah um i i laughed a decent amount uh, i really liked the little little pot character don't remember his name sod whatever his name was that was trying to get at ember did you see the fake tiktok ads about no. that it was like there was like uh the pixar tiktok po- posted like someone like screen recording the thing and it was all win. oh i name? i'm yeah i'm Weren't they pretending like the theater was a- erupting in laughter? theater erupted as soon as he came on screen. And everyone cracked up at his jokes of him hitting on Ember. Um, it was pretty... F- everyone was shitting on it. I thought it was kind of funny. Like, they're laughing at themselves. Obviously, it was fake. I mm-hmm. thought it was kind of funny. Was it, though? Were they... I sure hope so. Claude. C-L-O-D. I liked him. Um, I-, I laughed a decent amount. I think, like I said, the... The underlying, the gentrification, whatever we want to call it. Like, that was all great. That's part of the key elements, of the deeper Pixar meaning. The emotion wasn't fully there for me. I don't know why. I was in a crying mood. I cried in the up short. I'm not afraid to admit it. Maybe you got all your crying out of the way too early. Maybe. A little bit. You I teared got, up, but. too excited. I, I, it just missed that little extra punch out of a Pixar movie for me. It was lighthearted. It was fun. It was funny. It was cute. But it just lacked that, like I said, that little extra gusto. Guten was that like a little ratatouille? Gusto, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, which ratatouille, as we mentioned, has could have had the best ending in the movie, but they kind of ruined it, um, fully ruined it. Riley still disagrees with me. That complete with, fumble. Even though the whole saying of the thing is everyone could cook, but then when everything's going wrong, they just make the rat do it. They don't let Luigi cook. Everyone can cook except for our main character, Luigi. Yeah. Whose real name is Linguini, but Riley gets really mad when I call him Luigi. I wouldn't have corrected you. I don't remember. <laughs> I gave it a 15. I was at a 14, but I'll give it a bump one because I started realizing while I was talking that maybe I'm holding it to a little bit higher standard because it's Pixar, so I'll give it a 15. Yeah, and I mean, again, I'm 17. Pixar's obviously done it better. There's other animated movies out there that have done it better. You know, DreamWorks, Pixar, Disney. Um, Sony? Fuck yeah, Sony. Mitchell's Rism Machine. Has Victoria ever seen that? Yes, I'm just saying I think she she could cry at the daughter dad dynamic in that one too she could she she would ball her fucking eyes versus machine did it better. I'll say it uh, different different scenario <laughs> different situation um again, it's been done better. I still think this was this was good. I liked what they did with this. Do I think it's groundbreaking and incredible and everyone should rush out to watch it? No, but it was good the, the key elements it was funny it was an enjoyable watch. You could wait till it's on streaming. Visual cinematography, 18 months ago, this was an automatic 20, and this, I changed my ways. Oh. I'm just, I, I told you, like, I'm not going to give Pixar movies 20s anymore just because it's technically really good. Well, that's the thing for me is I feel like Pixar always tries to, like, flex something. I didn't mm-hmm. really see anything being flexed in this movie. There was uh one scene when they were on the beach and you no, got a close-up no, no. of the that, sand. That one pisses me off so much. Because Ooh. they could have highlighted the sand and actually shown it off. But it was just in the background. And I'm pretty sure it's the same shit they did for Luca. Yeah, probably. That was their flex They did all the flexing with Luca on the beach and shit. But the sand, like you could see every individual grain of sand. They showed it on screen for like .2 seconds. And then it was like, cut up, don't show any more sand. Like they're just standing in it, don't show it moving. Well, you were pushing back a little bit when I started talking. I thought you were going to just come in over the top with a 20. Well, no, you said it would have been an automatic 20 because it's Like you're in it. Well, okay yeah maybe not it would have been a 19 cuz i would have said oh, it's not quite Bad. they didn't have a rain scene okay um <laughs> but i've changed my ways and i i've said like you can't just be technically good anymore cuz all these companies are technically good at least most of them you got to have some individuality some actual like cinematography like filmmaking this had some of it i loved the soundtrack the main song is in my reedy's bops playlist on what spotify the main go check song? it out um it's called this is – I'm stalling for radio. It's a really good song. It was first played when they went on, like, their first little date together They're on top of the, what I'm perceiving was the Empire State Building. Steal the show. It was – yeah, steal the show. Hmm. Made me think of Riley when I was listening to it. And I was like, I like that. I like Riley, so I like the song. There you go. Um, <laughs> I really like the soundtrack. I think there was some, like, technical stuff. I think they were, you know – there there was a lot that obviously went into this with all the different elements, the science behind it, the way they interacted with each other, like a very well-researched, well-animated. It all all made sense. And I think it did look really good still. I thought the world building was great, and I thought, you know, it's Pixar. They're still going to get a pretty good score, but they're going to miss out on that extra 20% because, you know, they're not Spider-Verse, baby. I gave it a 16 out of 20. They're not Spider-Verse. You're right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, I. I – again, I don't think they flexed anything with the character designs. Uh, necessarily I think the fire looked good and was actually like moving for Ember. yeah I will say like the way she would get bigger or smaller depending on her emotions yeah. pretty good touch I like that um I-, I think Wade being as fluid as he was th- that just kind of was whatever for me I feel like they could have done a better job animating that the sand did look good for a few moments um when she goes up in the hot air balloon and they're like above the city mm-hmm. I enjoyed that yeah. shot a lot I liked it, a lot of colors and everything so I don't get me wrong I think it looked good I just wasn't taken back or blown away by anything you know what i actually thought in the movie which was stupid because it's a completely different thing when they were underwater looking at that flower i literally thought my head this ain't no avatar way of water like it's just like (laughs) that's just that doesn't even it hurts my brain to try and think about which makes me just appreciate avatar way of water more it's incredible i was a shit talker i was a hater because i mean that is technically also all animated under there (laughs) yeah yeah good point but fucking james cameron man good point what did you give it you didn't give it 15 out of 20 Okay. I think they did it well. I did I, again. wasn't blown away by anything, but I think just maybe not the animation wise, but the actual filmmaking wise, a lot of it looked really good, and I liked what they did there. And then just a, just a touch for the animation. Yeah, I think uh, the sixteen out of instead of a fifteen is the Reedy's Bops bonus. Um, I, I, again, you text us that I don't remember that song even, so I can't say it stuck out. I Thought the soundtrack was good. Like I remember enjoying the music and stuff. But I don't if know I'm if I'm allowed to do this. But grab me copyright. Is it too loud? You have headphones on. It was this song. Okay, you got to pause. Now we're gonna get. Now we're gonna copyright striked. You You got like five seconds. I think you were allowed like under ten. I have no idea. I didn't even play any words. That was my own. I was playing what instrument thing that was? I can't believe you just pulled out that instrument and played that. (laughs) That was a harp. Yeah, it's beautiful. You just (laughs) had one sitting under the desk. (laughs) Um, I want to say this now before I forget. Before we get into characters, there was a guy in my theater who was fucking hilarious playing harp. I loved. (laughs) No, he wasn't playing a harp. Oh my god, he was me but extreme. He was vocal. He literally – best part of the whole movie, my biggest laugh wasn't even the movie itself. The scene where they have to light uh, the the candles to see if they're true love and Wade really gets smart. up. Really smart. And he uses his belly to create the reflection. Yep. Quiet. Everyone's, like, watching. You just hear, damn, that boy's smart. <laughs> just <laughs> fucking hilarious, man. I so love that. good. And there was, like, five or six examples of that, like – laughing at a joke and then repeating the joke so he made sure everyone else around him got it and he was a little loud and i'm sure he upset some people but i if you're enjoying the movie and you're additive to it like that i will always support it i have no problem with you enjoying a film that's what i'm (laughs) there for i want to enjoy a film with people i don't want you to be on amazon yeah exactly i mean that's what made stuber so good for me um characters as the noted uh animated character hater yeah you are like like the character development in this it's it's very much driven by ember and kind of her coming to the realization what was always burning at the surface oh my god what she wanted to do and the line of like maybe my freak outs were trying to tell me something yeah i kind of like that i think there's some deeper stuff if you really wanted to do like a a deep dive on this and like anxieties and all this stuff and kind of the root of all these feelings is sometimes you can't find them you know what i mean and I think that was good. I think the Wade character, I mean, he doesn't really, he's just a simp the whole time. We're going to draft our top five simps, and he would be on the list if we were allowed to draft him. Wonderful simp. Say it now, not allowed to draft him. Is that fair? Oh, yeah. No, he's he's the inspiration. He can't be a pick. <laughs> but he would be on the list if I could. If we do another simp draft in the future, he's getting he's, up there. He's on there. Okay. Um. So, you know, he didn't really have much arc. You see the, the character arc in the dad. I wish I saw it a little bit more. It, I don't know. Should have been a slow burn. Or should have been a quick flame like it was. You know what I mean? Like, he literally hate hated you. him, hated him, hated him. I him hate you. Until the very end, then he liked him. So I hate you. Maybe so, maybe I would have liked the slow burn a little bit more. Um, yeah, I gave it a 13. <laughs> I can't believe you just did that. What? You really got me boiling here. But <laughs> <laughs> you gave it a 13. Also, this isn't characters, but, like, they kind of broke their own laws of this universe multiple times in this movie, and I was just kind of like... Well, Explain how, that how to do, me. How do water and t- fire touch? They weren't supposed to. That was I the whole point. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. I, I kind like of like to imagine there's just like a steam barrier in between. <laughs> you know? Well, and him like dying and getting evaporated and then crying himself back. I yeah. that confused me. But I just let it be. No, I, I didn't it, I didn't hurt it at all, but I'm with you. Like, does water think that they can die if they evaporate? Because it was very much proven that you can come back to life if you evaporate in your water character. In theory, the law of conservation of mass and energy yeah. we'll just mass in this case all that weight is just steam in the roof everyone in this is immortal because even if they fade out they not turn fire. into something not fire well if you get put out you turn into ash you just got to relight that ash i guess somehow i'm sure there's some chemistry you could do yeah maybe what about what about what do you think about the fact that fire eats wood which is like people real pe- yeah I was kind of like whoa <laughs> in this and then obviously like i'm assuming that the plants are eating the water So they can grow cannibalism. Yeah, there's a lot of people eating people in this world. This movie's fucking sick. And it's just on screen for everyone to see. Like, oh, let me just open up my purse full of your limbs and eat them as a snack. What did water eat? Did water even eat anything? Water eats nothing. Weren't they eating something at dinner? Oh, shit, they were, probably. I don't remember what they were eating. That's a great question. I don't know. Wind? I don't know what they were eating either. Don't remember. Those two don't. Isn't... I don't know. I'm not going to get into it. Also, like, <laughs> air, all the air was clouds, which is also just, like, water. That's what I was going to say. That's, just a little bit of water there. Yeah. Um. But but I, how else are you going to animate wind? You just know know eyes. I mean? Just ice? Just <laughs> ice. Just <laughs> like, this space right here is me. They should have named one, like, Santa Ana or something for Santa Ana winds. Oh, I would have liked that. Yeah. would have been a good pun. A little callback. Yeah. Not really a callback, a little reference. <laughs> <laughs> that was wrong what did, what did you give the characters? 14. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was I was fine with them. They were good. I liked the connections. Wade was a simp, but I liked the chemistry between the two characters on screen. I liked the emotional arc for Ember. We've seen it done lots and lots of times before, so it's yeah. not like it's groundbreaking character arc and transition and, and all this stuff, but I do like how they interacted. I liked, um, like I said, the chemistry. The characters were funny, so... Mm-hmm. No problem with it. So you said we have seen this done before. <laughs> You'd say maybe this version of it was just a little bit watered down. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would say, Jay. <laughs> God, I wish I thought of more puns before the podcast. You could have, you could have just rattled off an hour and a half of terrible <laughs> element-based puns. Yeah, I don't think the audience was very thirsty for it. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think what really happened here is you just you got off to a rocky start. Oh, bringing the Earth people into it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Got to fill all this dead air, you know, on the podcast. <laughs> did you enjoy this movie, Jay? I did. It was fun. It was lighthearted. I didn't think about it the next day. I mean, technically today is the next day, so I guess I am thinking. You're, about you're talking it. about it the next day, I'm doing more than thinking about it. Um, it'll live on immortally in Rudy's Bops. I'll always think of this movie, especially because the the song is the the elemental thing. I don't know. Oh, if it's there the, you go. A, yeah, yeah. album cover. Um. It was good. It made me laugh, almost made me cry. Didn't quite get me there. You know my two favorite things in a movie: laughing and crying. Yeah, I gave it a fifteen out of twenty. Right there with you. Exact same score: fifteen out of twenty. Um, it, it Victoria balled her eyes out. I got, I got teary eyed. I didn't cry. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Um, well, you're you're known to be heartless. That is true. That's what people say. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> no, it's it was a fun watch. I liked it. I think it was a lot better than what I was expecting out of Pixar. It feels like the other ones were just kind of churned out and while they were trying to do something different and special and meaningful, it felt very surface level and we have to make an animated movie. Whereas this felt different than what yeah. Pixar's been doing. And that's the biggest thing. You don't have to go back to old Pixar, but do something different and find your lane. And I feel like this was a different lane and I I enjoyed it. Like I, I know it wasn't doing that well at box office. I know it had a lower Rotten Tomato score. Yeah, I really enjoyed this movie and I, I can't say that I necessarily thought, think it's worse than... A lot of the most recent stuff. I think it's probably one of their better ones in the past five, ten years. I'd have to look at the list, but I'd say five years for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Be a little different. Um, I thought about this right now. There was actually some adult jokes, like quite a few. There was one that was right out there where the dad said he was going to do more hanky-panky. He did. He just said hanky-panky. I was like, whoa. That was straightforward. And it brings me back to my favorite, like a Shout out, that guy. (laughs) Pixar movie the last five years, which was Soul. Which probably doesn't get as much love. It came. I feel like it's kind of like Pixar's forgotten about a movie. It came out in the height of COVID. Yeah. It was very like adult themes. Yeah, it's, it's just a not a kid movie. Literally dealing with death and the idea of death and this guy literally about to realizing his dream and then fucking dying. Yeah. Like I don't know. I love that movie. And it's different though. It's more adult. And yeah, it's. I don't know. Maybe we need an R-rated uh, Pixar movie tie. But my burning question for you: What did you give it on a scale from one to a <laughs> hundred? They piss me off, but I love them also. <laughs> it's very mixed feelings. I finished with a 75 out of 100. Okay. I finished with a 73 out of 100, tie. Love that. Gives us a f- combined score of 74 out of 100, making it the 87, 87th ranked movie out of 187 movies that we reviewed. It is with the likes of Dune, John Wick Chapter 4, um, we're gonna skip to the Northman. I want it grouped with those three, those three <laughs> very violent movies, and uh, you know, war, and then just an animated rom com right in the middle. <laughs> yeah, this and the Northman is uh it's it's right there. Same movies. I, yeah, <laughs> that's what people are saying. It was good. I'm more excited though. You know, no, I'm not. I wouldn't say more excited because I just love talking to you, Ty. I'm excited to get into the. Elemental inspired draft tie. The simp draft. I'll say before we head to break, I believe you gave me first overall pick last time. I don't I think will... I did. No, because you got it two times ago and you gave it to me. Because you got it two times ago because you got a question right and you gave me the last one. Oh, so I get first overall pick? I will return the favor to you and give you the first overall pick. Thank you. And, I was fighting um, for that first pick. And I have a one of one. I hope you don't take it. And I'm just, I'm really fired up for this draft tie. I can't wait to talk about simps. Okay, type rip it off like a Band-Aid. First overall pick. You're one of one. You said you had a one of one. What is it? And let me just say first, I'm very excited because you're very good at these lists. <laughs> I appreciate that, Jason. I really do. It uh, brings me a lot of confidence. And times when I'm down, I just remember how much you enjoy me, me doing drafts with you. I-, I do. Yeah. Um. So look, Jay, a little while back, we had a fun little draft. It was the Crater draft. <laughs> As a whole draft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I rounded that out with, a hell of a pick. The Holy Spirit. This is in the same vein here. Um, this is Joseph from Joseph and Mary. Um, mm, okay. She just okay. has someone else's kids and says, oh, it's God. And he's just like, all right. <laughs> Depending on your beliefs, all-time simp. Yeah. I mean, he he's he's stepped the- up and raised an illegitimate child, but also took the answer of this is... God's child. Yeah. I'm still a a virgin. Never had sex. Could be. Could be. But if you're an atheist, hypothetically speaking, Joseph, all-time simp. Don't want to rule it out that it could be possible. I'm an open-minded book. Look, I'm with you. But in a scenario where I'm not with you, Joseph, all-time simp. Just like, yeah, I know. I'll believe you for this. It's never happened before in the history of anything ever. But I know it's you're the first one. I was also thinking the other day, unrelated, sorry, I'm don't. I'm not i not going to get too deep into this tangent, but I was uh, just thinking about, I was watching uh, someone play GeoGuessr, and <laughs> it that. was uh, Jerusalem, like, right next to where, you know, like, the Jesus stuff was, uh-huh. and it made me think, like, damn, like, a lot of people nowadays would not like Jesus just because of his skin color if they saw him, because that boy was not white. Yeah. He was probably pretty dark. Pretty sure a lot of people didn't like Jesus because of his skin color when, because he was a real guy. Oh, for sure. Um, he, he got put on a cross, Jason. I don't remember that. No, I know. I'm just saying. I, I laugh at all these depictions of Jesus nowadays, and he's <laughs> like my skin tone, when in reality, the lightest he was was probably your skin tone. Yeah, at, at, at best, the, he's my skin, skin tone. Yeah. So just for some food for thought. I'm glad you didn't take my first overall pick, Ty. While we're on the God theme, some people think these people are God. This, this entity is God because of its prediction ability. We recently saw their prediction ability come back full circle with the sinking Titanic ship, submarine. People saying they predicted that this would happen. Oh, uh, My first overall pick in the Simps draft is yeah. the Simpsons. Simpsons, yeah, I saw, that. <laughs> I, saw that. I saw that. I saw that as an option, doing some research here. Mm-hmm. It's it's not a bad draft. It feels like stolen valor for me. You know I'm not a big Simpsons guy. I know. That's why when I said before the thing, I have a one-of-one, one, I don't think it's your one-of-one, one, and I was correct. Yeah, you. I mean— I know it's a good pick. It's just not for me. I love this. I'm, I, it's like we went to the draft. I've already got my quarterback. That's your quarterback. <laughs> I could have taken it five, but you could. Have. I wanted to stay true to my to my board. Yeah, I, I had the first overall pick, but I had prime Tom Brady ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> so why am I going to waste a, You a know, quarterback pick? By the way, how you doing board wise? I got nine people. Uh, one of them's kind of a joke, but I got nine people. Seven, eight, nine. I have a full 10. Okay. So I have good. a full second round if need be all right who are you taking second overall my number two overall pick so i'll be honest i usually get pretty creative with like the the, the word this time i just went simps i just went full simps mm-hmm. but i got a little you know i had some fun with the simps um my number two overall pick is bruno mars and i'd catch a grenade for you specifically okay. in that song i think you could probably take like a bruno mars circa 2009 to 2012, because you got grenade. When I was your man, yeah. Uh, there's probably some other ones I can't think of right now, but I do think that is the peak of his simpness. Yeah, I, I will put Bruno Mars in parentheses in that era, and you just have to know the what grenade era. era. In grenade era, yeah. Okay, before he got his swag, he's pretty swaggy now. Yeah, now he's cool. He's in like a band, and he thinks you know he got his heart broken a couple of times. He tried being a simp; it didn't work out. He mm-hmm. should have bought her flowers. He didn't. Should have held her hand. My favorite story with that song is me and Riley were just talking, like not even, like we're just flirting on Twitter, Twitter DMs, and then she ghosted me, ignored me for like two months, and then randomly, as I'm leaving the KFC drive-thru, get a text from Riley of the lyrics of When I Was Your Man, um, her saying that to me. Oh, she said you should have done that. No, that she should have done that to me. Oh. That she messed up. Is Riley a simp? Not really, man. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think she likes me. Um, (laughs) As much as I want to make fun of her, no. That's wonderful. My second overall pick, it's not number two on my board, but you you mentioned how you like wordplay, and this is a wordplay one. So I want to take it off just in case you might have it. And it's something everyone loves, Ty. Okay. That's the simple things in life. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone loves the simple things in life. You can go to Home Goods and there's 10 signs that just say something about the simple things in yeah. life. No, that's that's a wonderful pick. If you would have listened a little bit better, I said I specifically didn't have any wordplay ones for this. Oh, Damn. easily could have saved that five, but you just you kind of ignored me there and I'm glad you wasted a pick by ignoring me. <laughs> Damn. Uh yeah. What's what's a simple thing in life to you that you love? I'll tell you what you think. Just coffee. Just a cup of coffee. Fuck you. Just a nice I don't warm. have one. <laughs> I don't have one now. That's all I had in the chamber. It was just a cup of was coffee, sitting, sipping on a cup of coffee on a balcony somewhere in Hawaii, preferably. Oh, wonderful, <laughs> wonderful time. Riley, Riley's not a Hawaii person, unfortunately. <sighs> I said I sent you pictures when I was in Hawaii every yeah. day of me sipping a cup of coffee in a balcony yeah. in Hawaii. It's one of the worst things you've done in this friendship. <laughs> well, it's, it's just one of those simple things in life, man. Ain't <laughs> much better than it. What's your uh, third pick, Ty? My third pick, Jay, is a man. If I'm not mistaken, I brought up on the pod yesterday. or Not yesterday, that's last week. Last week. um, That's the guy who went and watched Captain Marvel 140 <laughs> times in theaters. <laughs> okay. Okay. I just... Look, he thought he had a chance. He was like, if I just do this for Brie, she'll want me. And she, all she did was, I'll pose for a selfie with you, you fucking simp. That's like $1,000. And having to watch... Over 1000 And having to watch the same... Movie over and over Mm. and over again, and then just when you're done, over again. (laughs) That's incredible. That guy is he. He is great simp.
0: If If you're gonna simp, simp,
1: then simp out. You know, don't just half half heartedly simp. And look, some of us have opinions on this pod. If there's anyone to simp over, oh yeah, not a bad choice for sure. Not a bad choice. Some of those people that those people are me, front and center, baby. Yeah. I'm going to go with my third overall pick. Look, I think you'll like this one. I don't have confirmation. I I do have confirmation he's a simp. But he doesn't come off as simpish unless you really think about it. It's someone who rides the coattails of his wife's fame. He's really bad at his job. And he's just like, honey, can I be in your movies? Can I have a cameo in your movies? Can I produce your movies? Can I make these really bad director movies that ruin your career? My third overall pick is Ben Falcone. (laughs) (laughs) All-time simp. I fucking hate you. <laughs> I hate you so much. Is that on your board? It wasn't, but it should have been, and the fact that you got to it before me. <laughs> in round three, nonetheless. Just so much You could have waited in four or five, and I would have been pissed in any round that you would have taken him. That's the guy where I paid my scout to go scout that guy. He called in sick that day. He wasn't even on my fucking board, and I forgot that I wanted to take a look at him. I wish the podcast listeners could see the look on your face when I started describing Ben Falcone's it career. Just, it just sunk into me. <laughs> oh, that hurts. That cuts deep. You'd say he's a simp, right? He's a piece of shit simp, but yeah. <laughs> he's the worst human being on this list. And let me tell you, I got a really bad human being on the list next. Oh, Jesus Christ, Tyler. <laughs> no, it's, it's fictional. We're fine. All right. What's your fourth overall pick? Fucking Ben Falcone. I hate that fucking... I hate that I knew how to spell his name right, too, because I hate him so much and <laughs> search his <of> shit. <laughs> fucking asshole. For my birthday episode, I want to watch a Ben Falcone marathon. No. <laughs> Every ben, ben Falcone movie, right? Yeah. No. Just, no. <laughs> um, my next pick here, Jay. Look, this man... This man's committed genocide. Okay? killed women. He's killed children. Um, he's killed loved ones. He's cut off family members' limbs, and blown up planets, all for the simple fact that his wife died, um, and didn't love him anymore. He thought she loved his friend. He was he was confused. He was wrong. It's Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader. Oh, just, just he blew up planets because he was a simp. He became Darth Vader because he went to the dark side because his wife didn't love him anymore. See, I'm which not a she Star did Wars love guy. him. She did love him. Mm. And he was like, oh, you're with Obi-Wan, you fucking, oh, I'm a simp, oh, let me turn into the worst fucking human ever. Worst person ever in the history of time. Great character, but Darth Vader, all-time simp. Yeah, I agree. Just abandons his kids, goes on a reign of terror because his wife died in childbirth because he was so angry. He killed her with his anger. I agree, Ty. That's a good one. That's a good pick. Ben Would Falcone, have never thought about it. Ben Falcone's still a worse human being, though. <laughs> worst person. Oh, my fourth pick. I got some good ones here. <sighs> See, I have one, but it's kind of a stretch, and I only thought of it because of a different person on this list. So I don't want to. I, I don't want to pick it. Um, <sighs> that one I was gonna pick, but I don't think it's as good. So I think the one that, you know, we like the MCU. We like comic book movies. We do. So, I think I just want to lean into that a little bit. So, with the fourth overall pick, I'm going to select Thor, specifically in Thor Love and Thunder. Um, if there is a superhero that's simping, I mean, maybe it's in Thor Ragnarok, too. I don't remember if he's simping that hard for Natalie Portman. No, he's much, much more but Thor like, Love and Thunder. They write Natalie Portman off. It's whatever. Big simp. I mean, it kind of starts in Endgame. He goes back in time, sees his mom, thinks about Natalie Portman's crying and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, some would say Taika Waititi revived the Thor character, and then ruined it in back-to-back movies because they turned this Asgardian god who can kill pretty much anything. It's the coolest badass in the whole galaxy. Into a giant, massive simp. Yeah. Anything for his mommy, Thor. Yeah. Yeah, I... It's unfortunate, but Thor is a simp now. I had another comic book one that's adjacent. I won't say it. Are you going comic book your fifth pick? I am not. I was going to try to get... By a uh, Batman that he was a simp for justice, but wow, <laughs> I wasn't sure that might have been too much of a stretch. I, I don't that hate was inspired it. by our Batman conversation last week. That a, a town with one crime is considered riddle with crime for him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just won't stand for it. Now for our last, my last fifth and ov- fifth and final overall pick here, Jay. Can you can you just walk me through what your thought process is? What is a simp? A simp is someone who. You know, we we all love our significant others, mm-hmm. but it's someone who just is a little, like, little extra, you know, like... Go above and beyond. Yeah. Maybe like, the other person doesn't reciprocate it. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, yes or no, but yeah. it can happen if you're, you know, in the case of the Captain Marvel guy, you know, you go above and beyond for this person, you're an all-time simp, and they just don't care about you. Yeah, Urban Dictionary calls it a someone who does way too much for a person they like. Or a man who puts H-word before bros. I don't, I'm not going to call women that because that's objectifying. How about that? Okay. A guy who is overly desperate for women, especially if she's a bad person or has expressed her something, something, something. I like that one. We're going to go with that one. Okay. So a person who is overly desperate for something, especially if they're a bad person. Oh, I, here we go. Sorry. A guy that is overly desperate for women, especially if she's a bad person or has expressed her disinterest in him, whom which he continues to obsess over. I want to establish I don't think that's all simps but I think that's a good baseline. Okay. Yeah. And I, I think that doing this draft Jay, I had to I had to sit down and take a long long look in the mirror. Mhm. Uh, my fifth and final pick is me for the Angels. Oh. Okay. I just you are in an abusive relationship with the Angels. I am. I just keep coming back to them and they find ways to hurt me and I believe and I'm like, "Oh, maybe this is the time. Maybe maybe this is the time they'll give me what I want." And they just never do. And I just keep going back and spending money and and doing whatever I can to support them, and they don't care about me. The fucking funniest thing ever is I literally was thinking like Artie Moreno to Angel fans, like or whatever. Some I was, I was, my brain was there, but I didn't fully put it together. Yeah, that I'm the simp for the Angels. <laughs> it broke me down doing this list. I was like, "What's what can't?" And I'm like, "It's me. I'm what I'm thinking of right now for it, this team. It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. No, they're the problem, but I'm the simp." <laughs> Just, it's just, it's a bruised and battered life, and I, I could go be a fan of someone else, but I'm so hung up on them. I can't get over them and stop simping for them. I could be in a much better relationship if I would just went and- Dodgers, baby. You are know, just became a Yankee fan or something. Do- uh, you what a Red Sox fan or something. Dodgers, baby. We're, I will always welcome you. I'm serious, Ty. You have a lifetime pass to come to the fanhood. I won't talk shit. I'll embrace you. Yeah, We can go to Dodger games together. Look, Ray Zanner to be a Dodger fan. That would be I, probably better for my mental health. <laughs> it's just not who I am. I'm a simp for the Angels. I don't want you. Second and you become a Dodger fan, they're going to suck. <laughs> yeah, You're right. <laughs> Maybe it is me. I'm the problem. But uh, that's my fifth and final overall pick. It really hurts. Did you hurt sell too. your soul to the de- baseball devil somehow? For what? I don't know. Like, Was there something you did when you were a kid? I don't know. I'm not good at baseball. <laughs> It's not like if you make me good at baseball, you can make my team terrible. Don't say that. The baseball gods just fucking hate me for no reason. Oh my god, that was fucking funny. My fifth overall pick. I want to establish I am not following the whole like overly interested in a bad person here. No, I just needed you to do that so you could describe me. <laughs> um, I that does not that is not the case here. But you know, you think of simp's mm-hmm. just someone who. Really loves their significant other and, you know, puts a lot of effort in. And, you know, like we said, all these things. Um, I saved this one for last. My fifth overall pick is Brandon. <laughs> I'm not sure if I should what? bleep that. <laughs> Why the stray shots? <laughs> I was just trying to be funny. Um, okay. <laughs> am I wrong? I, uh, a little bit of a sip. Maybe a little bit of a sip. A little bit of sound. Maybe, I hate to say it. Maybe a little bit. That's wonderful. Here, you did you did the old fucking slide of hand. Let's throw Miko in there as the simp. Just kidding. It's Brandon. <laughs> Look Now, I, please please bleep out his name now so that way he can hear that it wasn't Miko, and he'll just eat him up inside like, fuck, well, was it me? A, he doesn't listen to the podcast unless Miko's listening to this and he tells him to listen to it. We can tell him there's a reason to listen this week. Um, B, I'm saying it out of love, and I'm establishing now the fifth overall pick in this. Was going to be someone, like yeah. one of our friends. Yeah. I was just going to naturally pick someone. And I ran I, – I did a simp ranking. I don't think Brandon's a full simp, but I did a simp ranking of our friend group, and Brandon was number one. He I'm fit sorry. the most characteristics? Yeah, he he was number one. It's because you were thinking of me with my significant other and not me with my abusive with relationship <laughs> with baseball. Um, So I appreciate that you didn't – that really feels like a miss for you because you were looking at us to try and call us a simp. I was. I was very much – the whole time, fifth overall pick was going to be – was gonna be a friend, so that's wonderful. And he's just Brandon. I love you, first man up. I love you, Brandon. Nothing, nothing personal. This was, it was for comedic effect. I was just I trying to make that. Tyler laugh. It's fucking wonderful. I did. It made me laugh wonderfully. <laughs> you got any honorable mentions? Yeah, hey, I Jay? do. I have uh, LaFou from Beauty and the Beast. He's a simp for Gaston. Literally has a Big full time. song for Gaston about how amazing and wonderful he is. Um, ultimate I have simp. Yeah, Freddie from iCarly. Just fuck me. He's yeah. That's, <laughs> that could have been, you could have made it on your board and it would have been a good pick. He was almost my fourth pick instead of Thor. Yeah. Uh, I had Batman simp for justice, as I yeah. mentioned. More and I it. also had uh SpongeBob because he simps for the Krusty Krab and minimum wage work. You're right. He just, he's also an abusive relationship, but it's like, probably he has like an actual case on his hands if he ever pursues it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Workplace harassment, maybe, maybe not harassment, but yeah. some OSHA stuff maybe. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 Um, I had a uh, Superman for Lois because it feels oh, like oh yeah he's like invincible and there's nothing that can hurt him except for his girl. Do anything to her and he's like, "Ooh, I'm Anchor sorry." What's up? No, we're going to we're going to pretend that doesn't exist for a okay. second. Fair. Just an all-time simp for Lois. Um I it was Thanos, but comic book Thanos for Death mm, because he, in the comics yeah. he he kills everyone just to impress a woman. Yeah. The women of death, yeah. Yeah, it's just it's it's not a great look um gatsby from the great gatsby because not only is she married and ends up with someone gatsby's else Gatsby's a girl what gatsby's a girl no you said she for for the woman Got because it. the woman is married mm-hmm. ends up with mm-hmm. the other person never even like says yeah i want to be with you gatsby and then he just gets blamed for her murder and gets shot and killed and it's just like yeah that's fine as long as she's happy i don't know a thing about the great gatsby day we had to read it we watched it I know we had a book report on it because I didn't read it and I just watched the movie. I think we watched the movie in class. We had that same class. Did I pay attention to Ms. Chambers' class? I paid way less more attention than you did. Yeah, but you like Greg Gatsby. Way way less more attention. Just way less attention. You can tell how good my English (laughs) is, how much I paid attention in English class. Um, I wanted to have one as a curveball for you. Mm -hmm. So typically we're like, oh, Simp's a guy for a girl. Mm -hmm. Harley Quinn for the Joker. Mm. All-time simp, abusive relationship, bad person, which, again, isn't always the case. No, yeah. But very much she simps over him and just does anything he wants. How about um, males in the 25 to 34 age range that live in the South and Joe Rogan? Oh. Is that a good one? Are they simps? Yeah. No, I think so. (laughs) I think he's got his little simp army. (laughs) I don't hate that. Fits that, that, you know, graphic. You had a good one before the pod that you, I think you fumbled the bag on. France. Yeah. Tyler was trying to find a simp country that, like, helps other people in wars, but then no one ever helps them. And I reminded him that France, like, helped and funded the Revolutionary War in America. And then when it was time for them to have their Revolutionary War, they America was like, nah, we're good. Like, oh, we're just really busy right now. we has <laughs> yeah. got a lot of stuff going on over here, but good luck with that. Yeah. France, all time simp country there's there's probably some really good examples of like friend simps in media like movies and tvs yeah it just does anything for their friend and the friend just, just yeah whatever. the whole like oh i'm I'm busy right now yeah. i feel like there's one on the tip of my tongue can't think of it oh well um, maybe mm-hmm. we'll do another simp draft in the future so we can get weight on this list and then we'll get number two uh, on our friend list <laughs> who ranks the second wait until that episode to find out i can't wait it'll probably be like never Honestly, low-key, I probably put myself ahead of Brandon, but I wasn't going to pick myself, especially after you also picked yourself for the Angels. Yeah. I was going to pick myself for Riley. No, you weren't. You were always going to pick Brandon. I was, but I probably would rank myself number two because I'm a little bit of simp. Yeah, that's fair. Literally was making her a sandwich for lunch like every day the last week. Forgot it. I brought it to her work for her. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Yeah. I, you're not wrong. I think you, you had to take a long look in the mirror at that point in time. And well. I'm proud of it. You think you're maybe a little bit of a simp for the Chargers? Uh, No, because I feel like my expectations with the Chargers are different than yours with the Angels. Okay. I kind of, like, expect them to just fuck it up. And, like, that being said, now that they actually have a good quarterback— Well, they've always had a good quarterback, but— you're Just literally your entire life they've had a Hall of Fame quarterback. But now that— Whether it's a Drew Brees or Phil Rivers. Well, Drew Brees wasn't a Hall of Famer yet when we had him. You guys— Made the most of them. Yeah. I Charger so. fans were simp for Sean Payton for eight months. Yeah, they were. Anytime the Chargers didn't pick up a third down, all I saw on Twitter was hire Sean Payton. Yeah. So. There's a lot of sports simps out there for sure. Oh, yeah. NBA, like there's, you know, NBA simps. LeBron has a simp Kobe. army. Kobe simp. What, army. Jay. I'm just saying. Jay. Kobe has a simp army. You just say you like LeBron, and people tell you you can't be a Laker fan. That's why I stopped being a Laker fan when we were kids. You might have told me it. I don't remember who told me it. Someone told me. I was a Clipper fan. Well, no. I I remember when the Lakers won the 2009 title. We were driving down the street, my mom's expedition, chanting, let's go Lakers or something like that. Yeah, like, that was just really a good time. Th- you chanted, let's go Angels at an <laughs> Angels game because you did. were influenced by the crowd. I did. I, you put me in a crowd chanting something? Probably going to chant. Good time. That's why wrestling was so fun when I went. Random Rotten Tomato. Sorry, excuse me. Random AI generated review, Ty. Thank you. I can't wait. I've been looking forward to this all week. And the second I guess I'm going to be looking forward to it all next week. I, rev- I I removed some things that made it too easy. A, movie name, character name. Yep. And then there's one specific snippet that I originally left in. Read it to Riley. Like that. So I, I took it out just to test you. It's a little bit if of If you have no idea, maybe I'll add it. I still think you'll have a good thing. I don't need to tell you who... This is because they told you themselves in the first sentence. I love that for them. That's (laughs) wonderful. So since this is a Pixar movie, excuse me, this might be really bad. I can't wait for you to say Wally right now. (laughs) Well, dadgum, let me try to explain movie name like only Mater can. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how my Mater is. It's probably really bad. I, I really hope this is a movie that's like a hard R rating with like a graphic, very graphic sex scene that Mater had to watch. <laughs> you just, that's, that's the other part of this. We have to imagine the character actually watching yeah. <laughs> this film. It's a movie about this fella who goes on an adventure. Uh, so this fella had this fella and then their name. This fella who goes on an adventure to a mysterious place. There was an adjective there. I didn't want to give you the adjective. Okay. There's all sorts of strange folks there. And they're all acting mighty peculiar. Character name starts seeing things that make his head spin, and it's like he's losing his marbles. <laughs> I don't sound like Mater at not, all. Not even close. <laughs> but I'm going to stick with it. But there's a twist waiting for you at the end that'll make you go, huah! <laughs> I'm guessing. <laughs> I've never seen W-H-U-H before. I'm guessing. I think you nailed it, though. No. <laughs> huah! Sounds right. Huah! With a question mark. So, huah! Oh, maybe it's a who Like that. Oh, it's like Chris Berman. Who? I, think that's, <laughs> I think that's what we're going for. It's a real mind bender. Kind of like trying to figure out what happened to my missing hood ornament. So buckle up. Just so unnecessary for the plot, Mater. Because movie name will take you on a wild ride through twists and turns. I'm now realizing I did the voice of the Thunder Mountain wildest ride in the wilderness. Yeah, you sounded more like Oklahoma than whatever <laughs> Mater is. <I> don't... <laughs> well, it's Larry the Cable Guy, so. He might actually be Oklahoma. Which. I'm not sure if you know that Larry the Cable Guy's voice is fake. He just talks like us. Yeah, I found that out. Within the last two years, it was like legitimately devastated. He's a fraud. Entirely. Because it's one thing if he has that in his back pocket, and then they're like, they cast, you know, it's like if they were like, oh, we cast Benedict Cumberbatch's Mater, and then he just rips out the (laughs) Mater voice. That'd be so much better. But he's just always been doing this voice and just still uses it for animated movies. Benedict Cumberbatch's Mater, I love it. I would I love just love that. It. Benedict Cumberbatch just whips out the most aggressively Southern <laughs> accent ever. Well, he kind of did it in Power of the Dog. No. Fuck that movie. Um, what are you thinking here, Ty? So someone visits a place. Mysterious place. You redacted that place, which makes me feel like maybe a planet. It's an adjective. I put the word place. But it like, was a mysterious blank, and then I put place. So I'm like mysterious. Oh, it's a mysterious blank place, or it no? Was a the mysterious, place isn't there. Mysterious blank. That's what I'm saying. So it was a mysterious planet, a mysterious island, a mysterious. Correct. Okay. Correct. Um, all sorts of strange folks. Yeah, acting peculiar, twists and turns. You're gonna go. Huh? We're gonna do. Was it? He says a fella visits. A fella visits. Mm. I was gonna do Midsummer because I like that visual of him watching Midsummer. <laughs> um but that's that's not a fella that's a couple of people um peculiarly peculiar people at this Mm -hmm. place yep strange folks that are acting mighty peculiar i i'm i don't know strange folks acting mighty peculiar makes me think of like a, a jordan peele movie like get out okay um i don't think it's that forgot who jordan peele was for a second when you said that yeah just wonderful filmmaker Um, fuck, man, this is going to piss me off because I feel like I can get this one. We're, we're doing, you're thinking animated, best animated movie ever, Moana, Dwayne Johnson. (laughs) We're doing Journey to the Center of the Earth, final guess. Wow. All right, that's wrong. I had no idea. I don't know. What if I include the redacted line, there are all sorts of strange folks there, like doctors and patients, and they're all acting mighty peculiar. Does that give you a hint? Doctors and patients. Uh huh. Visits a hospital. And the Doctors and patients. If I told you the mysterious reviewed. place, you'd get it right away. The mysterious place oh, is in the title. Shutter Island. Yeah. Final guess doesn't count, but fuck. Yeah. Mader reviewing Shutter Island. Fuck yeah, I love that. I love that visual. You know, Mader be shaking in his boots watching that movie. Oh, he'd have a terrible time. But he would respect Leonardo DiCaprio's performance. Of course he would. <laughs> He'd not fucking Lightning McQueen about it for... Mater watching Shutter Island, like, that's all he talks about for the next six months. Like, anytime they're on a ride... Oh, no, yeah, for sure. He'd be like, hey, that one scene in Shutter Island, and Lightning McQueen's like, dude, shut up. Like, we've seen Shutter Island. Yeah. No, it's that cop pulls someone over, and they get his car impounded. Like, he's from out of town, and he hooks <laughs> up, and he's just, like, on the cruise there making small talk. Like, While he's towing them. <laughs> you ever yeah. seen that Leonardo DiCaprio movie? <laughs> but he says, like, Leonardo da... Da Vinci. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, he for sure says Leonardo da Vinci in Shutter (laughs) Island. Oh man, Jesus! That's uh, so you're one for three, but I still love these. I'm gonna do these every week until the end of time. Even if I'm getting them right, we just keep doing these because these are a blast. (laughs) If we have to start paying for it, I'll pitch in some money. (laughs) AI is the future because this is great entertainment. Oh, it's so good! It's so good. I'm already I see before random rotten Rotten Tomato whatever movie. I would prep that as you got here, because I forgot. Yeah. This, I'm literally doing as soon as you get out the door. Like, I already have ideas for next week. Already working on it. Based on the movie we're watching next week, Ty, which is... It was the other thing. It was like you said a fellow visit somewhere or something. I was thinking (laughs) maybe it was this guy. Indiana Jones 5. Oh! Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Yes, I'm so excited. (sighs) The only Indiana Jones I've seen is Indiana Jones 4. And it was not good, let me tell you. I... He stayed in a refrigerator to, like, avoid a nuclear bomb, which there might... Act- is there actually physics to that? So, lead fridge, 100% sure can survive it. The 100, 200-foot drop from him being blown yeah, in the air yeah, and yeah, slammed yeah. onto the ground? No, he could not survive that. He would be dead. He would be very dead from the impact. Well, now he's time traveling. Oh! I'm pretty sure that's, like, the plot, because it's the Dial of Destiny or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. Um. And well, I-, I don't know, because Indiana Jones is usually, like, he's going to get this mystical... Like Raiders of the Lost Ark or I think he's going to get a dial that time travels. I th- There's like scenes of him in like the 1930s in this movie, in the trailer. But is it like flashbacks, old indie, new indie, Indy in modern day recalling his events of when he went to go get, oh, excuse me, the Dial of Destiny? I don't know. I guess we'll see. And we'll see how spry Harrison Ford is since he's going to be part of the MCU for the next decade, hopefully. <sighs> so I will say this. I shit on the Harrison Ford casting um, when they cast mm-hmm. him in the MCU re-watched Indiana Jones the other day. First one. Loved it. Wonderful film. He was also a lot younger. Just hear me out. Loved okay. it. Wonderful film. Me and Victoria have also been getting into, now that Ted Lasso is over, our new Apple TV Plus show, Shrinking, mm-hmm. with uh, Jason Segel and- Produced and... by Brett Goldstein, correct? Or written C- or yep. something? Mm-hmm. It, was like, it was his main thing. I think he had a more of a backseat on the latest season of Ted Lasso, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, Harrison Ford's fucking wonderful in that still. Very funny. Great comedic timing. I don't know if he can be in an action star, though. Is this a safe place? Safe place? Yeah, go for it. I think I'm ageist with actors. That's fair. I don't like Clint Eastwood. I hate Clint Eastwood. I hate Bill Murray. I don't have the same disdain for Bill I... Murray that you do. Dude, if I saw Bill Murray in the street, I wouldn't ask him for a picture. What are your thoughts on Robert De Niro? I actually kind of like Robert De Niro, but I haven't seen his work recently. Um, don't watch The Irishman. The only thing I... <laughs> Robert De Niro's got this long catalog of like amazing movies some oh, of the best the of all time. Let's meet the fuckers is what we That's just <laughs> our age. Like sure he's got really good older movies, but he's fucking great as the as the fucking father-in-law. Kinda you know, I always liked that movie because he was Grandpa Davey. That is that his name? Grandpa Dave-ish. I was meant to say. In that movie. In those movies. Oh oh the for character sure. is oh, Grandpa sure. Dave-ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hundred percent That's why I always related I, I just looked up best old actors. Give me a, just a yes or no. Okay, Jack Nicholson. I don't know anything that I know. He was like Joker and stuff. I but literally I said yes or no. i are just no. A, a long. I need you to rapid fire here. No, Clint Eastwood. Oh hell no, Al Pacino. <laughs> I think of the Pacino Taco Bell thing, so I'll say yes. <laughs> you don't think you haven't heard the Dunkachino? That's one to, or, Oh yeah, not Taco Bell. <laughs> Dunkachino Dunk-a- donuts. Yeah, um, Michael Kane, notably um, the the Butler for Christian Bale. He was he was what the fuck Don't know. How about that? Anthony Hopkins. I'm out. Hannibal Lecter. I'm good. Now we switch it over. This guy's older than you think. Denzel Washington, 68 mm, years old. Denzel's good. He's wonderful. He's <laughs> so good. That was that was a sexual moan you made for Denzel Washington. I'm going to stop there because I'm blown away by the noise you just made for Denzel. Just... <laughs> Wait. Nothing. I'll tell you after. The Are you plot. gonna say something that you can't say with your skin color? Are you gonna say black don't crack? <laughs> no. Well, Denzel looks great for his age. I love Denzel. I'll just leave it there. I'm gonna go back. Samuel L. Jackson, 74 years old. Denzel <laughs> broke my brain. Samuel Jackson, 74. 74 years old. Wow. Still starring in the Marvel series that we haven't talked wow. about two weeks in now. Yeah. Wow. Morgan Freeman, Ancient, 86. Overrated. Wow. You do hate old actors. Overrated. Man's got the voice of God. I mean, technically, yeah, Bruce Almighty. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not an sure. old actor guy. So we'll see how I feel about Harrison Ford's performance. I hope, I hope, I hope there's a cry macho punch scene in there. There probably won't be. But God damn, that's one of my favorite scenes yeah. of all time. I really love it. Tyler, I watch it like once every three months. You just run it back whenever I, you're feeling down, and I laugh my ass off every single time. Wow, you're pretty fast Old man. <laughs> yeah, it's just fast or strong. I don't know. And it's like, like quick. It quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the slowest fucking methodical punch ever. <sighs> I just need to make a TikTok at it where like the guy just decks the fucking shit out of him. It's, it's just like an old guy laying there dead. Yeah, you just cut a couple of frames out so it actually looks like he's fast for an old man. <laughs> <laughs> but next week, eighty-year-old Indiana Jones, Dial of Destiny. Go yeah. watch it. Excited. In the meantime, be a good friend, everybody.